0: And now, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Our producer, Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows across the United States. 281 affiliates strong. Thanks to all of you in this listening audience. By the way, we want to welcome aboard board one of our newest affiliates, WTBG in Brownsville, Tennessee, WTBG AM and FM, Brownsville, Tennessee, um, adding our broadcast to their platform. Welcome aboard. We're glad to have you as part of the America's Healthcare Advocate family. All right. If you want to follow me on Facebook, you can do that at America's Healthcare Advocate. Also, the website, America's americashealthcareadvocate.com. Lots of information up there, videos up there, a lot of different things up there that of interest you, Uh, the new Redhead videos are up there. If you have a child that plays soccer, football, basketball, baseball, any of that concussion protocol, I think you'll find the Redhead videos very helpful on the Wavi brain scan process. So once again, that's on the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you are looking for health insurance or help with health insurance, if it's Medicare or individual, you can call the lovely Joyce Thompson at 877-385-2224 anywhere in the country, 877-385-2224. And if it is employer-sponsored healthcare, Sue Dendiger is happy to help you uh, at the same time. All right, joining me in studio, this is the second show that we have done with Dr. Dan Sperling, uh, and we're very happy to have him on board of the Sperling Prostate Cancer Center in Florida. Doctor, welcome back to the broadcast.
1: So thank you for having me, Carrie. Pleasure to be here. Um, In terms of prostate cancer, a lot has changed in the the past number of years. Um, Over 10 years ago, the standard of care used to be to, um, if the PSA was elevated in a man, you would randomly, a doctor would stick 24 needles and try to guess where the cancer was, was highly invasive, and then the patient would go on inevitably to surgery where they would remove the the prostate gland causing uh, permanent erectile dysfunction and incontinence uh, where they would lose control of their urine flow. I came up with technology where we use the MRI and we're able to diagnose prostate cancer now at its earliest stages without a biopsy if it's present. We can still then go in and biopsy and target the tumor and make sure we actually uh, accurately stage the tumor and then use some of the newest technologies for destroying tumor tissue, which include uh, laser ablation or ultrasound beams to heat the tissue and preserve the nerves and the urethra so that patients then can get treatment. But maintain their quality of life. So they're not going to lose uh, their erections, and they're not going to have any issues in terms of uh, not being able to control their their urine or having to wear things like male diapers.
0: So, the, the, and this is significantly different. Obviously, you know when 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 Chris realized was diagnosed with cancer, and I gave the two rather stark options that he had. Uh, this, if it, you know he. He went out on his own and found you uh, and then and, and obviously went, to, went through the treatment. And I know from talking with Chris about the story, he literally went to your facility, had the MRIs done one day, had the procedure done the second day, and left on the third day. Why don't you tell us about the procedure and how you do this and why it is so different than what we typically see in urology today, doctor?
1: So with the uh, an MRI, um, because of advancements in technology, I'm able to see not only where a tumor is located precisely, but I can actually see tumor behavior. I can see how aggressive the tumor is. I can see how uh, the blood vessels that are forming, the locations of the blood vessels that are feeding the tumor. And then when I can localize it properly, it allows me then to target it. So I'm able to do a biopsy inside the MRI and then stick a a needle directly into the tumor right in the middle and get the most accurate diagnosis. We can use things like we already have platforms for artificial intelligence that I use and have co-developed, allowing me to see other features of the tumor and to target appropriately. And then once I see that, we can get the results from the pathology back where the, the other doctors who are called pathologists look at the biopsy sample under the microscope. Uh, We also do genetic genetic analysis of that tumor tissue. And then once the diagnosis is made, we can proceed with treatment. um, And those pathology results can be done within 24 to 48 hours. So then we're on on to the next phase, phase, which is treatment. So we'll we'll place the patient, again, inside the MRI machine uh, and then localize, just like I did for the biopsy, I'll localize exactly where the tumor is. And I'll either insert a laser fiber or use an ultrasound beam to destroy the tumor while in real time, the MRI is monitoring the temperature so I can protect the nerves, the urethra, the rectum, all the sensitive structures so that once the tumor is destroyed, uh, the, the individual can maintain their quality of life, still have great erections, not having continence and all the severe side effects that are, were associated with the older technologies.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it it is remarkable uh, because it the contrast between that and what you were told, Chris, you know, when you got
2: the original diagnosis, which is that, of course, I only had two options: one was a total proctectomy, or the other was radiation, right. or both. Yeah, and uh, thereby. all the bad things dr sperling's just talking about that's what you live with for the rest of your life
0: and you're done so doctor how long does once they're in the machine the second time couple things number one you're actually live seeing what's going on in there and as you're doing the surgery you're able to to watch everything that's happening how long does that does that typically take inside the mri machine to do that second portion after you've done the initial diagnosis
1: so once that we had to do the treatment portion of it, it ranges depending on the size of the tumor and how much we have to have to treat. But it ranges anywhere between about an hour to an hour and a half. Rare times it could be even shorter, 45 minutes. And once the, that's completed, we usually watch the, the patients for you know 20 to 30 minutes on average and they can go home afterwards. It's just a one-time treatment.
0: It is it is remarkable. One of the things that... Can I ahead. say something Yeah, Chris, quick? go
2: ahead. So my experience with you, Dr. Sperling, was after I got out of surgery and then kind of, you did a a final MRI, and then you brought Allison and I into a room and showed us that pretty much that I was cancer-free. You showed us basically where the tumors were, what you removed, and then, but you also did a soft tissue scan of other parts of my body as part of that MRI to make sure that it hadn't spread. Could you speak to that a little bit?
1: Sure. So, I mean, for me, first of all, it's very important when patients come to see me, that I sit down with them, I want them to feel empowered, see their MRI images themselves, understand what's going on and explain the anatomy. Because, you know, if you explain it, it's it's something that most people will understand and will feel that they have some thorough understanding of the disease process and and make them feel a lot more comfortable with things. You know, in terms of the the initial consultation that I do where we go through the imaging, I will take a scan and it takes me three more minutes of the entire uh, abdomen and pelvis so that I can show people the extent of disease, if the tumor is spread outside the prostate, we can see that to further up in the abdomen. But it also allows me to evaluate things like the pancreas and the kidneys, where I have in the past found early tumors involving the pancreas or kidneys that have saved people's lives, that we found it before there were any uh, symptoms of it spreading, so those are that's part of my uh, workup in every patient to evaluate not just the prostate but outside the prostate and even into the abdomen, higher abdomen and pelvis.
0: So, doctor, when you found those other the tumors outside of the prostate, were you able to treat those the same way with this program?
1: So those other treatments, those other um, tumors can be treated with types of laser ablation and other newer technologies. I don't treat those myself; they get referred. Um, to other doctors that specialize in either kidney tumor or pancreatic tumors, for instance, right? But the, cl- the, the critical piece is those are different tumors originating, right? They're not spreading from the prostate. Those tumors I'm ta- referring to are actually starting in those other organs. So they're totally different types of cancers. But the idea with those is if you catch them early, it's life-saving. And that's what's occurred in many patients that have come to see me. Yeah,
0: and that really is the key there. It is life-saving. Chris did mention, uh, when he and I talked about this earlier, was that when you were in doing his particular procedure, you saw other areas where you had to treat. There were other pieces, other things that you did. Can you speak to that for a moment?
1: Yes, yeah, so every time I do a treatment, I reimage. I take additional MRI pictures of the prostate, and there are times I will see new things that have developed between the initial workup and uh, when I'm getting ready to treat them. So I'm always rescanning, and it does allow you the ability to then pick up newer things that might need additional treatment. Um, that's extremely important. Also referring, uh, just referencing something else Chris mentioned be- afterwards uh, or before, after the treatment, I do sit down with patients right after I'm done, and I'm actually able to show them the treatment, what I did. I can show them that the tumor has been eradicated, what the prostate looks like. Um, so they immediately get to see those results right after the treatment's completed.
0: That That, that is uh, actually quite remarkable, and it is amazing how thorough it is and how different it is. And obviously, Chris sitting here is the testimony. This We're coming up on the break. When we come back from the break, I'm going to ask Dr. to talk about some of the other procedures he does and, and how he developed all this and how it works. If you want information, they've got a great website. There's a ton of information up there, sterlingprostatecenter.com, sterlingprostatecenter.com. Stay tuned. The doctor is in the house. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across USA. We'll be right back with more. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you have a question or comment, uh, please feel free to send me an email. I'll be happy to read it, and I will respond to it. I get a couple of hundred of those every day, but um, <laughs> I always answer them. It may take me a couple of days, but I do answer them. My producer, Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. This is your show. Thank you for joining us again, America. America. In studio with me, Chris Crum uh, from Online Training Academy, a patient of Dr. Dan Sperling's who actually went through the procedure at the Sperling Prostate Center. Their website is... St- Sperling, S-P-E-R-L-I-N-G, so everybody understands how it's spelled, ProstateCenter.com, SperlingProstateCenter.com, all their information up there. That's how Chris found Dr. Sperling. He went up and found the website. He looked at the videos. He actually talked to some of those folks that they got references from, um, and, and and you know, that, that's how he connected. So that website is excellent, and there's a ton of information up there. All right, Doctor, I know there are other things that you do that, that you treat, other conditions and diseases besides um, prostate cancer, using this same technology, artificial intelligence and the same technology. Let's talk about a couple of those. Let's start with Parkinson's and then go from there, Doctor.
1: Sure. So the nice thing about um, with prostate, the way we use a laser or ultrasound beam to focus some heat with guidance of the MRI, um, it, the nice thing is you're able to apply that to other organ systems or it's originated, a lot of technology has actually originated from being used in the brain. So One way I destroy the prostate tumor is with this ultrasound beam, but I also use it with a neurosurgeon. We use it to treat uh, familial essential tremor, uh, as well as Parkinson's disease, some of the motor symptoms from Parkinson's disease, um, inside the MRI, just like we do for prostate. Uh, It's an amazing treatment. The patients don't even have to be put under anesthesia. Um, They're awake while we do it. And in real time, they've got these, a lot of times, tremors or other motor symptoms that um, they can't control. We had a, a woman we treated in her 40s. She couldn't even zip up. The, the jackets of our young kids. Um, we were able to go in and then heat the par- tiny part of the brain that with the li- with the ultrasound that was causing the symptoms inside the MRI. Uh, not no incisions are made. No no cuts in the the skull or anything like that are done. And within about three hours, we're able to. Correct and and repair her brain so that she no longer had these tremors is, um, and that, same, that, the same type of thing for Parkinson's disease. That,
0: that that's remarkable. I mean, d- to be able to go in and target that that specific piece of because people with Parkinson's, if you have ever been around them folks, you know you've seen that they have that problem with not being able to control their motor functions. So you could actually go in and do this. How then? How do you do that? That's obviously non-invasive. So how do you do it, doctor?
1: So the way it's done is a special. MRI safe robotic device. It's a table, a robotic table with the ultrasound component built into the table, just like you go to any MRI, right? You're lying down on an MRI table. Right. And it snaps into the MRI machine that I have. Um, the uh, table that itself slides in, we start imaging. And then we're able with our artificial intelligence technology to localize exactly the part of the brain that's causing the tremors. Once we have the right localization, the spot that we need to treat, we use the ultrasound beam that's built into the machine itself and focus it directly at the part of the brain, which is only a couple of millimeters that's causing those problems. And we start to uh, heat it in real time with the MRI running. And I can see all the temperature and I could also see the precision of where this beam is being focused and slowly burn away a tiny, tiny part of tissue in the brain that's causing those problems.
0: That's remarkable. I mean, it's absolutely remarkable, Chris. I sit here and listen to this. I mean, this compared to typical, you know, what people have to go through have have Parkinson's. This is a well, I didn't know you did it, Dr.
2: Sperling, but I mean, how fantastic, because we talk about how prostate cancer or removal of prostate would change some, but having Parkinson's, I mean, oh, that's... if you had to choose one or the other, yeah,
1: I would want one either.
0: No, right? thank you. I would agree. I know you also treat some sure. bone cancer, doctor, so talk a little bit about that with the remaining time we've got here.
1: Yes. So the thing is with uh, with bone, t- so a lot of different types of cancer, as you both, as everyone knows, eventually will spread to the bone, right? So breast cancer, prostate cancer, lung cancer. And what happens is that bone pain is excruciating, right? The, the pain these people experience, they may not have a lot of time left to live, but they want to live that time and dignity. They want to be able to be pain-free. We had a a man who wanted to be able to just drive comfortably. He couldn't do that anymore. We had a woman who had young kids in her 30s with breast cancer spread to her, her pelvis, and she couldn't take care of her children and be with them in her last days. So, for instance, with this, this lady, we took her into the uh, MRI using the same ultrasound-based technology inside the MRI. And within an hour, I was able to treat and eradicate the part of the tumor that was causing all of the pain in her bone. And to this day, that we're talking about close to eight months later, um, she's now pain-free and she can walk around and interact with her kids. It really, um, you know, for the remainder of her life, even though, though the tumor spreads spread to her bone, she can really live a different quality of life for that period of time. So these are perhaps some of the most meaningful types of treatments that I do. Yeah, Chris? By the way, uh... Uh, we mentioned the
2: soft tissue scan that he did after my prostate surgery. Another part of my aftercare was that they prescribed a bone scan, carry oh, to really? make sure that none of this had spread into my skeletal system. So, that was so, a part of the aftercare too.
0: So we do have a couple minutes left here. Talk a little bit about it because uh, you know Chris was in and out of there in basically seventy-two hours. What is the follow-up on the prostate side, Doctor?
1: So after about six months of the treatment, they come back in and we do we do an MRI. Um, sometimes if they can't travel, we'll, we'll have it just done locally and I'll, I'll interpret it from uh, the scan done locally. Um, but the idea is to do an MRI. If there's nothing that's abnormal and the PSA goes into a certain range that we're looking for, uh, no biopsy is necessary. Um, if there is, of course, anything that's still growing or something new, then we'll work that up as well. But usually the majority of cases, they, uh, we, we confirm that we've, I've been successful. I've treated their tumor. They're disease-free. And then we continue to then space the MRI follow-ups and uh, continue to monitor the PSA for a uh, period of time where we keep uh, spacing out the intervals.
0: So you're, you're doing that basically, and then at, that, at at some point, you're able to tell them basically they're cancer-free.
1: That's right. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of this, that it really gives assurance that they they're, they can go on with their lives. It takes a huge psychological burden off their plate that they can really just focus on on their families and, and living. Um, it really really makes a huge difference. And of course, living with dignity and with their the quality of that experience at the level it was before the disease process began.
0: You know, it is amazing. I mean, I, I often talk about, uh, you know, on this broadcast, you know, where we are in this country in terms of technology and the advancements and everything that we do. And it, it's it, it's it's wonderful to hear stories like this with what you do, uh, have somebody like Chris here in the studio who actually went through this and let people know that there's an alternative and that alternative could make a huge difference, as you said, in the quality of life, whether we're talking about prostate cancer or we're talking about Parkinson's or, or the bone cancer issue. There, there are improvements that can be made here, um, and there are improvements that uh, are, are significant in people's lives. So I think it's excellent to be able to do this. All right, we're going to come back after the break. Um, if you want information, again, it's sterlingprostatecenter.com, Sterling prostatecenter.com when i come back i'm going to ask chris to tell the story from start to finish what happened what was the treatment like and then where's he at today i think you're going to find this very interesting stay tuned we'll be right back after the break you're listening again to america's healthcare advocate broadcasting here on the hia radio network coast to coast across the usa the doctor is in the house Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Here on the HIA Radio Network, you can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Remember, there are a lot of videos up there, good information up there on a lot of different things. That new redhead... Wavi Brain Scam Program is posted up there now. If you have a child that plays sports, you might want to take a look at that. It could be very helpful to you. Our producer, Debbie, always perfect Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. Joining me in this segment, as I introduced in the original opening of the show, Chris Crum, uh, who is the CEO of Online Trading Academy here in Kansas City, Missouri, and also has his own radio show called the Online Trading Academy. So I asked Chris to come in the studio today because my initial interest in this, as I told you in the opening monologue, was... Introduction by Chris to Dr. Sperling about this whole prostate cancer issue. So, uh, we've been trying to get Chris to come in, and with COVID and, and Dr. Sperling's schedule, it's taken a while to do it. But what I wanted Chris to do is tell his story about A, how we found Dr. Sperling, what this treatment was like, and what it has meant to him uh, in, and qu- in the quality of life issue, which is what this is really all about. Okay. And this is an issue, prostate cancer with men, that really doesn't get enough attention. So, I asked Chris to do this, and I really appreciate him taking the time. Chris, why don't we start with, you know, you discovered you had prostate cancer. (laughs) Take it from there.
2: Yes. um, So if I'm going to start a week uh, beyond the the diagnosis, Um, it was Christmas Day of 2019. Merry Christmas. And I was um, on a 40-foot yacht with my family. I vacation with my wife's family, typically over the holidays, and we happened to be down in St. Thomas, and my brother-in-law... Law and I rented this private excursion to go snorkeling, and he and I are sitting on the back of this beautiful boat, and we're enjoying a beer together, and he slapped me on my knee, and he said, man, how blessed are we, and meaning that we could afford to do something, uh, this luxury, And but all I could think about, Carrie, at the time was that literally a week prior to that, at 4.30 in the afternoon, I'm in this doctor's office, with this urologist telling me that I've got prostate cancer and that I had two options. I could either get a a total prostatectomy meaning they completely remove the prostate gland or uh, they could do radiation which is going to destroy the prostate gland or they would do both and he was recommending the prostatectomy first and then that way if if it came back then they could go ahead and do the radiation. Just make sure everything's destroyed down there. Well, the implications of this, number one, is that uh, you're going to be wearing a catheter and and, and peeing in a, a bag for years. And then, of course, if you enjoy a love life with somebody special, it completely destroys it. It, uh, it. it 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 just destroys your ability to get an erection. And I was reeling over this. I've got kind of a smoking hot trophy wife, and we've had a great love life over the 20-plus years that we've been together. And, I you know, I think the next 72 hours, longer than that were just a blur, but you know I'm in this doctor's office. Literally, the consultation lasted less than fifteen minutes, and then he handed me a couple of books on cancer, and said, "Let me know what your decision is," and set me on my way. Well, my immediate thought to this is that this place where I went to have my biopsy—they're uh, herding men through there like they're herding cattle. It's a big place, and the and the and then. I looked at the girls that are behind the front desk, and they're all laughing and kind of grab-assing and having a good time. And I'm thinking, what are the chances? Because all of my physical exams came out good. It's just that my PSA number was high. And I'm thinking, what are the chances that they mixed up my results with somebody else? So I asked him if I could have an MRI. Well, he refused it. Yep. He said, we don't do that. The only way we would do that is if your PSA numbers are still high yet the biopsy came back negative. And I just, it put a bad taste in my mouth, and then, you know, I just, I was obsessing over it. I just thought, man, why won't they let me see? I just wanted to see the cancer on me. You know, I wanted wanted verification, visual verification, that I have this disease, that we're not removing a part of my body because somebody made a mistake, and then, well, you can't put it back, Harry. You know, once it's gone... And it's me making the decision uh-huh. to do this to my body.
0: Yeah, measure twice, cut once. My dad's right. a carpenter. Right. That's,
2: <laughs> and, but, uh, so, I don't know. It it was after Christmas, that uh, after our Christmas vacation, and I was still obsessing. And I, and I just decided, you know, the doctor doesn't want to approve the MRI because, you know, if, if the doctor had prescribed the MRI, then, then my insurance may have paid for it.
0: Yeah, but that isn't relevant at that point. At that point, you're trying to figure out a way to find out whether or not there's an alternative here, was the diagnosis correct, and then you started out doing your own investigation. Yeah. And you and I said this before we went on the air. And this is why I'm doing this, folks, because Chris Crum is is kind of an unusual guy, very successful business guy, very intelligent guy, really knows, understands life and what, what, what goes on. And so he was smart enough to say, you know what, I'm not going to accept this, all right? So then what happened after you decided you weren't going to accept it?
2: Well, I wasn't sleeping at all, and I woke up around 3 o'clock in the morning one night, and I'm just pacing the floors over this, just deathly scared. I mean, first of all, it could be a terminal disease. You know, best-case scenario, if I do what this doctor says, it could have a huge impact on my marriage, the, su- the future right. success of right. my marriage. I'm married to a little bit younger woman. Right. Um, and, and, and then, you know, and then just the other – Parts of it, the, yeah. the you know, the, the incontinence, the, all the and, rest right, of it. all the other rest of it, and so I got on the internet and I was just looking for a local company that would do an MRI, right, and I was just going to pay for it out of pocket. I right. didn't care what it cost, yeah, and I ended up typing in prostate cancer uh, um, MRI, right, and up popped the Sperling Prostate Center out of Delray Beach, Florida, right, and I'm and and they do laser ablation surgery, right, MRI guided. So they're using that MRI to identify the cancerous spots, and they use a laser to burn it out, as Doctor Sperling has, has said. So uh, I'm I got intrigued with this obviously because this is if I can keep my prostate, my body You're intact, have a normal life. I'm, I'm kind of interested in knowing this, yeah, right? Right. I I sat up and I read every testimonial, watched every testimonial video, uh, studied what laser ablation surgery was. And then I'm on the phone at 7 a.m. because they're an hour ahead of us. They open at 8. And he was I, motivated,
0: folks. I called and yeah. called,
2: and I finally got Nurse Jackie on the phone. and I told her my situation, and I, I asked her if I could have some references of, from some men and phone numbers, uh, men who have, have experienced their right. surgery. And I spent the rest of the day getting a hold of people. And there was one, in, one person in particular, Brian, out in New Jersey, who I got his voicemail, but he called me right back. And he, go, he just said, man, you found your solution. Dr. Sperling's had well over 2,000 successful surgeries doing this. And he said, go have a cocktail, go do whatever you do to celebrate, but you can celebrate now because you found it.
0: You know, that had to be an enormous – I could just imagine the burden of that coming off of you at that point because you've got a guy that had the – you've talked to several people, but this guy had exactly the same thing you did and said, guess what? You found your solution.
2: Well, so – but here's the kink in the whole thing. I called Nurse Jackie back – and she said, well, we need you to do an MRI to find out if you're a candidate. Well, I was so paranoid about somebody messing something up. I didn't want to do it uh, locally. Yeah, I went ahead and scheduled a time to go down to Sperling. On the 20th of January, I did the MRI. Uh, Dr. Danny, you know, the nerve-wracking part is I didn't know if I was a candidate. Dr. Danny Sperling said, yeah, you're a candidate. I did it. So this is the 20th. 21st went in, did it that afternoon. It was outpatient. I'm on the plane <laughs> back home the 22nd.
0: That's amazing. I mean, to, you know, when you think about that, when I contrast that, 48 hours, you, well, probably 72 hours by the time you, you actually made the initial call, then went down there and, and actually got got the procedure done. And, and you're, you have a whole life, okay? Everything is done. That flight down there had to be a whole lot different than the flight coming back, Chris. Right. You know, and, and it's interesting because when I hear you talk about the guy from New Jersey, which is why we're doing this, people. The idea of this show is to educate you and explain to you there are alternatives out there sometimes to what you're being told in medicine may not be the best way to get something done. So... the. The point is that the man from New Jersey had a passion for this. Yes, he did. Yeah. He, he, as, this, as you he do He convinced now. me. As you do now. Yep. Okay. As I do, yes. Yeah, Chris has a very successful radio show, The yep. Online Trading Academy. And I
2: evangelize this on my show, even though it's about the financial markets, <laughs> all the time.
0: <laughs> and and this has nothing to do with financial markets, but Chris talks about this, which is why I asked him to come in here. So you got down there. You had the, you had the procedure done. Um, you were in and out of there in 48 hours? Is that how – you? Day you know, one, day two, and then you were back the day third day. One,
2: day one for diagnosis, day two surgery, day three, we're on the flight home.
0: And your wife went down with you. Yep, that's that's remarkable. I mean, and and were were you comfortable coming back? Were you experiencing discomfort? Were you taking meds? How, how, what, what was that like?
2: Uh, no meds. I mean, there were meds for your urinary things, correct? Yeah, so you don't and get an infection. I was wearing or a catheter that was right. uncomfortable, but that's it.
0: Okay. You know, it is, it is remarkable. Dr. Sperling's website, in case you're wondering, is SperlingProstateCenter.com, SperlingProstateCenter.com. When I come back after the break, I'm going to ask Chris to talk about, you know, what was the procedure like? What did it feel like when it was being done? Where is he at now? And what's his life like now? Contrasting that with what he was told was going to happen if he had to have the entire prostate removed. And then I'll reflect a little bit on a friend of mine who had the exact same situation and did have the prostate removed and what his life is like today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. I'll be right back with more The Doctors in the House. back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the Fruited Plain here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Our producer, Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. Joining me in studio, Dr. Dan Sperling and Chris Crum from Online Trading Academy. Chris is here, as you heard in that last segment, telling a story about how he found Dr. Sperling at the Sperling Prostate Center. The website, by the way, is sperlingprostatecenter.com, Center. So uh, let's change gears now let's talk about you. You, you had this done. Um, you didn't ex- You didn't have pain. You didn't have suffering or anything after it was over. Basically, once the catheter was out, things were pretty much normal?
2: No. So, th- th- no, there's some discomfort and there's okay. some recovery time to but, this, so,
0: But you're back to normal now. I'm sitting yeah, here I, looking well, at you. it's a year later. Yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, I am. And But it, it took a little while. And, you know, for me, um, because after Dr. Sterling kind of got started, he discovered other spots that so could I, have been cancerous. I, I think I was on the table longer than maybe the average Joe. Yeah. So it, it took me a little bit longer for recovery. Uh, so but it's you've not made a full recovery. But uh, like Brian from New Jersey, he was up and running within a month. Yeah. It took me longer than that. I was about six months. Okay. But the uh, point took,
0: is, you're, where you are today, the outcome of this was oh, remarkable. Yeah. I, I'm
2: up. My wife's kind of sick of me now. I'm up <laughs> and running that day. <laughs> So, uh,
0: <laughs> okay, we're not going any further with that, folks. But so, no. so right, so you're, you you know you get you get the procedure done, you leave. What is there follow up, or are you just by you're done now?
2: No. Uh, so we did a quarterly PSA test okay, uh, to see if that's lowering. And I kind of freaked out over the first one because my PSA was five point eight. Anything over four, yeah. But and so I called up Nurse Jackie. I'm like, "What is going on?" And she goes, "Listen, you know, you just had, you know." Some, Surgery. Right. We damaged your prostate, right. and so it's going to be high. Yeah. So uh, this last week, literally this last week, I went and had my PSA done, and I'm at 2.72. That, that's phenomenal. So I'm below the four. I'm headed towards zero. It yeah. just takes a while. Yeah. But they followed up with me uh, probably about every two months, and then they started badgering me about coming back down for a, an, another MRI, which was included in my initial thing. So that's then, part of the original Part, part of the thing. Yeah. And then um, I got down there the mri came back perfectly clean but dr sperling said you know if you want to be 100% on this let's do a biopsy smart yeah and i said no i guess i was tired of it you know Yeah. yeah. but my wife uh, insisted good, good so for we her. did it and that was on a monday and then wednesday afternoon one of the gals from the office called me and she said chris you're completely cancer free that's
0: unbelievable what 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 does that feel like you know, uh, you're talking to a guy sitting over here that had a brain tumor in 1985, so I know, I know what that's like, okay? Yep. Uh, but what does it feel like to be told that you're completely cancer-free? The difference between that and where you were when you walked out of that urology office being told you have two choices. Uh, we'll go ahead and take the prostate out, and we'll do radiation, and you're going to be in a diaper and a catheter for the rest of your days, Okay.
2: Well, I think you could tell by the tone of my voice that I'm pretty excited about it now. And after this last year of COVID, all the business challenges that we've had, uh, just all of the things, I could wake up each day and at least say, "Well, at least I don't have cancer," you know, yeah. um, you and, know and I still that, have my prostate. And, and, hey. and, and,
0: and you know, there, I guess you know if you're gonna if you're gonna say what comes out of this is good is probably a better appreciation for. What we have on a day to day basis, when you face a challenge like this and get to the other side of it and you're able to walk away and know that you still have your health, that kind of refocuses you a little bit, doesn't it? And
2: of course, if you're listening to the uh, beginning of the last segment, I started uh, talking about this and that I'm sitting on the back of a yacht. Yeah. Well, I've strived my whole life to be successful financially. Right. And I'm there. But then it doesn't. Freaking matter if you're sick, and especially if it's a potentially a terminal disease or it's a life changing yeah. or a life, you can altering. have all the money in the world. Ask yeah. Steve jobs. Well, right. you can't
0: ask him because he's not here anymore, right? Okay, but but that's my point. Okay, it doesn't yeah. mean anything if you, you know it's funny when I was a very young man, I would go to these gatherings, you know, family gatherings, and 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 there would be a lot of people there for the holidays, etc. One of the first things people would say to older people would say to each other, how's your health. Uh, have you got yep. your health? And I would think to myself, what the hell are they, What is with this? How's your health? Right. I'm 30 years old. I, I'm 10 foot tall and bulletproof. Okay? I like it <laughs>
2: when you said, have you got your health? <laughs> Thank you. Because yeah. some of them don't have it. No, I know. You know? But,
0: that, but as you get to our point in life, and I'm significantly older than you are at 71, but having said that, you start to understand exactly what that's about, okay? Yeah. And, and again, folks, you know, that's one of the reasons I'm doing these kind of shows is to, get, to let you know. It's not uh, there's nothing wrong with what, you know, what medical folks have to say, doctors have to say in terms of procedures. But I've told you before and I'll tell you again, when it's something like cancer or heart or stroke or some of these other things where you've got an ongoing issue, it's really smart to get that second opinion. And as I said, Chris, a little above average in terms of his, you know, intellect and what he's going to what he wanted to make sure. And he knew enough to know that there's got to be an alternative out there at least it seems to me there should be an alternative and lo and behold there is Dr. Sperling at the Sperling Institute and what a difference in your life and the quality of life you now have versus where you would have been exactly um with with you know if if this hadn't happened Mm -hmm. and and you know what what would that have been like okay you've got a young son yes um, you know uh, all of that is part of life it's kind
2: of hard to go out and toss the ball around or play football if you've got a you know, a bag hanging from your leg and it went from a catheter.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's not, uh, that, that's not going to, um, work out too well. There's no doubt about that. So, well, once again, thank you very much for coming in here. I appreciate Thanks say, me, you know, it. Thanks for having me. Not not everybody wants to tell a personal story like that. Okay. And I appreciate the fact that you did that. And hopefully uh, we educated a lot of people out there today. Okay. I hope so too. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, th- again, this is one of those things that's well worth looking into and understanding, you know, it is a quality of life issue. And there's a lot of attention in this country paid to things like breast cancer. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't misunderstand me. And some of the other issues we deal with health-wise is prostate cancer thing kind of flies under the radar a lot. Absolutely. You don't don't hear a lot about it and it affects, I don't know what the number of the percentages of men, but it's a big percentage.
2: Well, you know, Lamar Hunt died from prostate cancer. I did not know that. Yep.
0: Of the Kansas City Chiefs, the original owner, I did not know that. I knew he died from cancer. And he's
2: a wealthy, wealthy man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it is definitely an issue. Once again, the website for Dr. Sperling is, and his institute is SperlingProstateCancerCenter.com SperlingProstateCancerCenter.com if you want to reach out to them. And by the way, I know a lot of you last time were calling me and emailing me, asking me to send you a copy of the show. Remember, they're on podcast platforms. iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spreaker, they're up there, okay, under America's Healthcare Advocate. It's posted on the website. So if you want it, go to the podcast. Yes, if you call me or email me, I will send it to you but it's a lot quicker to get it off the website so if you want to go up on the website and get it off the website uh, or off of the um, uh, off the podcast and now ladies and gentlemen I leave it this thought from Albert Einstein the one who follows the crowd will usually get no further than the crowd the one who walks alone is likely to find himself in places no one has ever been remember friends it's a funny thing about life if you refuse to accept anything but the very best You most often get it. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America.